Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about giving the knowledge that you need to train your horse the way you want to. Now in today's episode, we are going to be looking at how you can find the best coach for you and your horse to help you progress as much as you possibly can. Now, I was really unsure about doing this topic because there's so much that goes into picking a coach and it can be really complicated and it's such a minefield. But there was a post that went up on the BD Facebook page asking what riders look for in a coach. And it was so interesting to see that everyone actually looks for completely different things. Some people ignore or potentially don't know about some things that could really restrict how far their coach could progress them or how quickly their coach could progress them. And some also just kind of picked the coach that was on their yard, which obviously, yes, you might be really lucky that that instructor works for you and is amazing, but the likelihood of that is quite little. Not only that, but it's also been so hugely requested by you guys that I just had to do it. So please do keep sending in your requests. I always want to make sure that I'm putting out topics that you actually want to know about. And so if you're struggling with something in your training or in your competing, or if you just want to improve your knowledge on a certain topic, please do let me know. I do have bursts of creativity where I'll come up with five or six ideas, but sometimes, and normally it's when I'm stressed and busy, my creativity just gets zapped. So I am always 100% grateful for ideas. So please do send them in. Today though, we're gonna talk about how you can find coaches in your area, how to whittle down that list to find the right one for you. And then the main bulk of this episode, we're gonna talk about different teaching styles. And I'm really passionate about this part because I see so many riders pick coaches because of their qualifications or their riding ability but the actual chemistry 
between that rider and that coach isn't there. So it will be things like they just don't understand each other. So the instructor might explain things in a way that the rider just doesn't connect with. And this is obviously going to be so restricting for how much that coach is going to be able to progress them. So we're going to talk about that too, but I do feel it's really important and it's just not spoken about that much. So we're probably going to talk about that the most in this episode. Also, if you're wondering why I'm using the word coach instead of instructor or trainer, I've been asked this a lot. So I think it's probably worth mentioning before we start. It's because for me, an instructor is someone who turns up, tells you what to do for 45 minutes and then leaves. Whereas a coach should inspire you and motivate you and give you the tools so that you are able to go home and repeat that same thing. So they should be giving you tools and knowledge for you to be able to do it on your own. And they should almost be like a mentor to you rather than just you kind of communicating with them for those 45 minutes and then not speaking to them again. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please do share it to your stories, tag me in it, let me know what you thought of it. And if you have any questions or anything like that, you can always send me a DM. You can find me at Decomplicating Dressage on both Instagram and Facebook, or you can head to our website, which is decomplicatingdressage.com. So I'm going to pre-warn you all about this podcast because it is not going to be a definitive step-by-step guide to finding the best instructor. Instead, it's going to be things to think about because there are so many instructors and they have so many different coaching styles, different levels of experience, different qualifications, different training philosophies, different approaches. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through a couple of ways that you can slim down your possible coaches list. And it's also going to give you some things to think about that you might not have thought about before. But I also play devil's advocate a little bit here and give you a couple of alternative uh, kind of like opinions and ideas that you might not have thought about before. So at the end of the day, your coach is going to be the person that you go to when you have a problem in the training of your horse. It might be that you have an issue you can't fix or that you're not quite sure what you need to do or how you need to do it. They're going to be the person that will give you the tools and knowledge. Great instructors can inspire you and motivate you. They can be the thing that makes you want to get up and train your horse in the morning. They can also be part of your support network. And if you ever need to ask a question or have a concern about your training, they could be the person that you go to. Now, the other side of that is that the wrong trainer might not have the knowledge to be able to progress you and get you to reaching your goals. Or potentially even worse, they might end up teaching you theories and exercises and knowledge that's just completely wrong. Now, there's lots of different ways that we can look at a trainer not being right for you. It might be that they have tools and exercises to train your horse, but they might just not be in line with how you want to train. Or they might simply just not work for you. Or even worse, they might not actually know how to help you in the first place. It might also be that they just explain things in a way that you don't understand and that you end up leaving feeling deflated and unmotivated and just a bit at a loss 
And I think we've all had lessons like that where we have just come away thinking, I don't feel like I've learned anything and I don't feel like I actually want to get back on and train again. And that's how you know that your instructor's not right for you. They should make you leave feeling excited to get back on your horse and try out all these new things. So when we look at trying to find a coach, what a lot of people do is just kind of go, well, this person worked for this person, so I'm going to go with them. Or I saw this person advertised on a Facebook group, so I'm going to go with them. But I wouldn't advise that this is necessarily the best way to do it. So the very first thing that I would suggest that you need to nail down is how much you actually want to invest in your lessons and how far you're willing to travel or whether you want your coach to come to you. Now, when it comes to investing in your training, it's not just about how much one coach charges for a lesson. It's also about how many lessons you're going to want to have each month. Because you can think about it in a different way that you might find one lesson a month works better for you because it gives you time to kind of work on what they've told you to work on and then you can come back next month with another issue. Or you might find that weekly or fortnightly lessons work better for you purely because you just like that consistency of seeing them every week. Another thing that I want you to think about is that if you're going for one lesson a month, you could potentially do that with a more expensive instructor, which could potentially give you more tools and be more beneficial for you, rather than having weekly lessons with a less expensive coach. But it's all about finding what works for you. And you'll see a pattern as we go through this whole episode that I'm probably just going to say a lot that what you want isn't necessarily what other people want. And there is no one way that works for everyone. But to give you a starting point, every organisation, whether that's BD, BS, BE, BHS, have a database of instructors. And the best place that I would always tell people to start is to have a look on there and make a list of instructors that meet up with your, firstly, how much you want to pay. And secondly, how far you are willing to travel or whether you want them to be freelancing to come to you. This is going to give you a list of instructors or coaches that is going to be your kind of starting base for you to then whittle down what you want in a coach and what one person wants is completely different yet again to what another person wants, but to whittle it down based on what you want so you end up with a coach that actually is going to work for you and is going to help you progress as quickly as possible in the right way, the way you want to train your horse. So we're going to look at loads of different things, but I want to start firstly with a coach's experience. So when it comes to a coach's experience, I would always advise that you choose a coach that is either ridden at or coached riders at the level that you would like to compete at in the future. So if your goal is you would dream to ride a pre-St George, get a coach that has either trained riders at pre-St George or has ridden at pre-St George level. It's going to mean that they have the tools and knowledge to be able to show you how to actually get there and also compete at that level. There is a trend at the moment though of just kind of finding a rider that gets good results in your area or someone you follow on social media or you saw on a test and you loved the way they ride and just choosing them as your coach. It is 
a little bit more complicated than that. And just because they can ride does not in any way mean they can teach. So they might know loads of stuff to be able to train a horse, but they might not be good communicators enough to actually convey it to someone else. It's also not just about what level they've ridden at, though, because a lot of riders, again, this is a really big trend at the moment. A lot of riders want a coach that's ridden at Grand Prix. But I'm going to play devil's advocate here. This rider may not have trained that horse to Grand Prix. They might have just bought a Grand Prix horse and ridden at Grand Prix, in which case, yes, they might know how to ride a Grand Prix test, but they might not know how to actually teach a horse the actual movements. Also, a rider that has, let's say, ridden one horse at Grand Prix or trained one horse to Grand Prix doesn't necessarily show that they have loads of different ways of training a horse. It's going to show they have one set of ways that has worked with one horse to get to Grand Prix or to get to whatever level. As we know, all horses and riders are different and what works for one horse doesn't necessarily work for another. So ideally, if experience is important to you, which it doesn't have to be, but if experience is important to you, I would suggest you have a coach that has a large amount of experience training different types of horses. This is going to mean that they have loads of tools and exercises and ways to teach and train a horse. And it is going to be more likely that they would have a training method that's going to work for you and your horse. Because the more horses they've trained up, the more likely it's going to be that they've come across a horse that's similar to yours. Now, if you do want a rider that has ridden at a certain level, make sure that they've actually trained these horses to that level. And preferably they've trained multiple horses up to that level. A rider that's trained multiple horses is going to show a training philosophy that actually works. Ideally, it would also help if these horses are arranged so that they don't, they're not all hot, fresh horses or all lazy horses, but they've trained a range of different horses or that the horses that they've trained are similar to yours. Because this is going to show that that rider is going to have loads of different tools and different ways and different exercises to achieve the same outcome. But again, see, this is why we swing back and forth, because... You don't need to pick a coach that has riding experience. If it's not important to you, I've seen trainers that have taken multiple riders to levels higher than they actually competed or rode at themselves. And these coaches are still going to have that same level of experience as they will have developed multiple methods to suit the different horses and riders that they teach. So a coach that is also a qualified judge is a great asset as they're going to be able to provide you with training from the perspective of the people that at the end of the day are going to be marking you. Now you can do a lot of research on this so you can look up their BD record and it will show you what level they've competed at, what horses they have competed at what level. Don't just take their word for it on their Facebook page or advert as again it's a real trend at the moment for some to use the super fashionable term of Grand Prix rider, when in fact they haven't ridden a Grand Prix. It's a bit of a grey area because I guess if you've sat on a Grand Prix horse, then technically you are a rider of a Grand Prix horse. But if you haven't competed or trained that horse to Grand Prix, 
I don't know that it's just a lot of gray areas when it comes to things like that so I would just actually check out the facts check out if experience is important to you which it doesn't have to be but if experience is actually important to you just check through that actually that experience matches what you want basically so let's step away from experience because I feel like we've we've spoken about that for a while Um, and let's look at qualifications which is another big it tends to be a big thing that people look for in a coach so for some qualifications are going to be the first thing they look for and for others they couldn't care less again it's it's not as simple as it seems because I've seen coaches with their BHS, UKCC or BDCC as it now is. And I've just not got anything from them. I just haven't been able to learn anything from them. They've just been, for me, not great instructors. But similarly, some of the top riders and coaches in the country don't actually have those big formal qualifications. So the important thing to know about all these qualifications is that generally they teach you how to teach not what to teach now this is still hugely important how to actually teach someone because as a coach we need to have the ability to communicate the knowledge that we have in a way that the rider is going to understand and be able to put into practice themselves it doesn't matter how much knowledge a coach has if they aren't able to actually communicate it in a way the rider understands. And I have had so many lessons with riders that I have looked up to so much and they have just said things that I've gone, what? So they might say, more engagement in the hind leg, but they don't actually tell you how to do it. And you might ask how to do it, but they still don't tell you how. But another thing is that you maybe, you learn maybe totally differently to how another rider learns. And so these qualifications are helpful because they do teach the coach to have a variety of coaching styles and be able to switch between them to suit each rider, which, trust me, is a huge skill. But it doesn't necessarily tell you how much knowledge that person has. So it is, this is why I say it's complicated. It's all about what you want Another thing I want to mention about qualifications is that they are so expensive. Like they can be upwards of thousands of pounds and also take up a lot of your time. So coaches sometimes don't end up taking these exams because of the costs or because of time spent away from the yard that realistically they're they're not going to be doing coaching their clients or riding. And so they're not actually capable of actually going and doing the qualifications anyway so whilst qualifications are a great way to show that the coach was and this is important at the time of their assessment coaching in line with the organization's requirements it doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to be the best instructor so on the database again on the bd database it does tell you what qualifications each coach has so you can use that as a way to whittle down your list if it's important to you. But I just wanted to tell you the kind of, again, playing devil's advocate, the different things to think about, that it's not just as simple as picking a coach that has their qualifications. So let's move on to riding then. And this is more of a side note, because if you're wanting your coach to ride, 
and get on your horse, either whether that's to train them or to help with a behavioural issue you've come across, riding experience is obviously going to be extremely important. Now, you will need to make sure that your coach has trained to the level that you're aiming for or that they have dealt with the behaviour you are having issues with before. Otherwise, it is completely pointless them sitting on it. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be paying this person with their experience to be able to develop your horse. And if they don't have the knowledge to be able to develop your horse in the first place, it's going to be a waste of your money. So that was just a quick little short snippy bit about riding. But let's go into references and then we're going to go into the bulk of it, which is the teaching styles of coaches. So a lot of people use references and they are a great way to find out more about the instructor. They're going to tell you what people that already have lessons with them think of them, what they're like, how they teach what their methods and their philosophies are. And this is going to be things you're not going to be able to necessarily get from their Facebook page or their advert. It's going to help you to find out more about them from a rider's perspective. But again, remember to take what they say with a pinch of salt. What might work great for one rider might not necessarily work well for you or your horse. You can ask around your friends to see who they're coached by or if you've seen a rider that has really progressed recently, it's a pretty good idea to just ask them who their coach is and what they think of them as it's probably a pretty good indicator of a good coach if someone has improved drastically since they've been training with them. But again, like I'm saying through the whole of this, don't just go off a reference. Do do your research and if experience or qualifications is important to you, then do take that into account too. So we've looked at getting references from people to find out what they're like. We've looked at a coach's experience and we've looked at a coach's qualifications. Now, the next bit I want to look at is their teaching style. So how they coach. Now, this is something that you aren't really going to get to know unless you either go and watch them teach or you have a lesson yourself. And this is something that I really recommend is that once you've whittled your list down, Go and try them out and have a short 30, 45 minute lesson with them to find out what they're like and see if you actually get on with each other. Every rider likes a different way of coaching. And there are two things that I would take into account when finding a coach based on their teaching styles. The first is their approach to training. And the second is then how they explain things. So, A trainer's teaching style is going to be hugely influential in how much you take away from the session. Everyone learns really differently. So it's important to find someone that explains things in a way that you understand and makes you come away from the lesson feeling excited to go and actually try these new skills that you've put into practice. So I've come up with three different types of training approaches and there are loads more but these are the three that I found are kind of most common. So there's the direct approach and this is basically the instructors that just say this is what's wrong, this is how you fix it, this is how you know when it's good, go and do it. They're very direct and they tend to be direct in how they say things are good or not so they might just be like yeah good, no that's bad but they don't actually necessarily tell you why. So this is really good for the people that have a bit of knowledge to start with or the people that are happy or okay for someone to just tell them it's bad. Some riders like a more theoretical approach 
And these are the instructors who tell you why you and your horse have these problems, why the exercises you're doing work and why it's important that you're working on whatever specific part you're working on. So these are the people that like, again, as you can tell, to know why things are happening. And these people are, they generally like to be more in depth about things. So they'll be the riders that question a lot rather than just sitting there and kind of just doing what they're told. Finally, the last one is the more holistic or mindset approach. And this is these are the coaches that look more at you feeling supported and encouraged and feeling more confident when you leave and feeling able to ask questions and feeling like the instructor is actually there for them. Now, personally, I would like an instructor that has all three of these and they are out there, but you tend to find instructors are kind of more one or the other. Now, as a rider, again, you might like one more specifically or you might prefer all three. But different coaches are going to be more comfortable coaching in the style that they are themselves. So for me, I'm theoretical. I like to know what I'm doing, why I'm doing it and why it's working or not working. So I I really like being able to teach in this way because it's how I learn. So I'm going to naturally teach that way better. But the strength of the coach is their ability to be able to switch between coaching styles to suit the rider. So you're making sure that all their riders make the same improvements and still leave feeling motivated, more knowledgeable, confident and able to continue their training at home. Now, when it comes to how a coach explains new exercises, it's important to find a way that suits you. So something that a lot of people don't know about me is that I'm actually a qualified secondary school teacher. And a big part of your training is about different teaching styles. And it's definitely the case that, and they didn't really like this too much at secondary school, but I thought it really stuck with me in terms of riding coaching, was the different teaching styles. So there are three. So there's auditory, visual and kinesthetic. And you've probably heard of these before. So auditory are the riders that learn by listening to instructions, descriptions, explanations, and they like to discuss and ask different questions. Visual riders learn a lot from watching other riders or being given visual demonstrations or diagrams or images or kind of imagining things. And kinesthetic riders learn from moving and touching. So these are riders that generally will learn by investigating things, trying things out, making mistakes and then improving on it. So from this, then it's really important to find a coach that explains new concepts or new exercises in a way that works for you. And look out for this because you will find that some instructors will just describe to you how things work. And that will be great for auditory riders. But if you're more a visual person, you're not going to do well with someone just telling you how it should feel. You're going to need to see how it should feel. And similarly, if you're kinesthetic, you're going to need to be able to feel how it should feel. So there's three different ways that as a coach, you're going to approach teaching someone a new exercise and showing them how it should feel. And this is where it's so important to go and have a lesson with your different instructors that you're unsure which ones to pick. Because 
even if on paper they might have all the experience, all the qualifications and the right kind of attitude that you're looking for, you just might not click with them. And generally, I tend to find if someone doesn't click with an instructor, it will be because of this. It will be because they are not, they're too direct or they're explaining the theory too much and they just want to be told what to do. Or it might be that riders don't actually feel supported enough. Or similarly, it might just be that they don't understand when a coach actually tells them what to do or explains a new exercise because they don't explain it in the right way. They don't follow it for the auditory, the visual or the kinesthetic riders. So go and try someone out and find whether they work for you or not. And then when you finish the lesson, I've come up with a couple of questions that you can just ask yourself to really think about whether this coach is right for you. Because remember, again, these are going to be the person or people, and you can have more than one coach, that you go to when you have a problem, when you need to learn a little bit more, when you need support. So you can think about, did the trainer's style suit you? Did it suit your personal approach to riding and your relationship with your horse? If you like to ask questions and you're more the theoretical type, did they take the time to actually answer and did they explain why you were doing stuff? And were the answers actually clear enough for you to understand? So there's no point them explaining something if you're not actually going to understand what they're explaining. Did you learn at least one new theory or tool that made a difference to your riding or to your horse? So this is going back to the knowledge thing. There's no point you going for a lesson and leaving feeling really nice and supported, but feeling like you haven't actually learned anything. Did they explain exercises clearly enough for you to follow without feeling lost? So this is going back to our auditory, visual or kinesthetic. Did they explain things in a way that helped you to understand so you knew what you were doing and what you were looking for? Did you feel they showed enough interest in you, your horse, or just kind of whoever you came along with to warrant going again? So this is where, again, it's kind of that combination of professional and also feeling supported. I've had some instructors that have spent half the time of my lesson on their phone, like chatting to someone. And firstly, that's just not professional. And secondly, I came away feeling like they couldn't have cared less how I went in that lesson. So you've got to feel like that your instructor actually wants you to do well and wants to support you. And finally, do you feel that you are going to learn from this person or just get exercised? And this is something that's really important is that when you go for a lesson, do you leave feeling like you've learned something, feeling like you can go and put that into practice when you get home and feeling excited to go and do that? Or do you just feel tired, like you've run loads, like let's say you've run five miles, but don't actually feel like you have learned anything? So those are the questions that you can ask yourself. And what I've done is I've put them as a training article on the website. So if you are interested in going back and looking through all of this, I know we packed a lot into it. So you can go back and read through this whole thing. It will be on the website and you can find it. It's under the tab training articles. And our website is obviously decomplicatingdressage.com. So that's where you can go and find it. But to be honest, finding an instructor is such a minefield. And I think there are so many options and choices that it's very easy to just throw your hands up and just pick whoever's closest or nearby. 
But you've got to remember that the person that you pick is not only going to have a massive influence on you and your horse, but also is going to help you to either progress loads or is really going to stunt your progress. So it's about finding who you want to work with that is going to make you come away from that lesson feeling inspired, excited, feeling like you've learned something and actually wanting to get back on your horse again. So I know this episode was a little bit different and I know that it wasn't loads of like step by step, do this, do this, do this. But I hope that it at least helped you to actually maybe think about a different side to looking for a coach or maybe helped you think a little bit more about what the roles of a coach actually are. So if you enjoyed this episode, please do share it. You can tag your instructors in it to tell them how much you love them and how much you appreciate them. Or you can send it to someone who's actually maybe looking for an instructor or coach at the moment. So if you would like to share it, then the best place to do that is on social media. You can just take a screenshot and then you can tag us in it as well. And you can find us at Decomplicating Dressage on both Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I really do appreciate it. And I will see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.